The erotica out there is really varied. If you are into tentacle porn, you don't have to fuck a squid. You can just read some some erotica about tentacle porn. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the Two Hot Wives. Tonight, we're talking about erotica. I am so excited for this episode. <laughs> Me too. Me and too. I did so much like research, sexy, sexy research for How this fun. episode. I've literally been turned on all week, uh-huh. all week thinking about this episode. So why are we talking about erotica? Why is this like a useful tool for people who are interested in tapping into their sexuality? I think it's it's because it's a great place to start. Yeah. It, there's no risk. There's very safe. little time. It's safe. You can explore a bunch of different ideas and, and things that you might be interested in and you can discover very easily what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really safe way to explore your fantasies. Mm-hmm. The other thing I love about erotica, and I've loved it way before I could really mm-hmm. say that I loved sex, was <laughs> it's a great way to help you switch gears and get into a sexy mindset when, when you know, you've had a long day, you had a long Stressful day at work, day. the kids are being little brats. <laughs> And you just, you need something to, to, to switch gears. Erotica Mm -hmm. can be a great way to do that. But before we get into like the meat of the episode, what are we drinking tonight, Kat? So tonight we are drinking the rosy ginger fizz. Mm, It is so good. Mine Mm -hmm. is already gone. I thought we'd switch gears and do something with gin. Yeah. So this is a rosemary gin lime, little honey, simple syrup. Uh, shaken in a in a shaker and topped with ginger beer. Mm-hmm. Love ginger beer. Yeah, it's I love the lime and the ginger and the rosemary goes so well it's with really the gin. Yeah. It's delicious. Like I said, already drank mine. And so. I'm going to put the whole recipe on our website and on our social media pages. And with our cocktails, we need a few hot tails. So, Kat, what's your hot tail for tonight? My hot tail involves a couple that uh, we met a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it sort of came up in a, a, a group setting. We were playing with another couple, and they came along, and, and they were just so new that they were kind of on the outskirts, kind of sort of observing, and and that was actually really hot. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yes. I think I... You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That, if I recall correctly, that was six of us Mm -hmm. playing, and they they kind of played a little bit at the beginning, and then sat on a chair together. And they were playing with each other, right? But they were sort of watching. And I loved that evening because I thought 
this is so great that they feel comfortable doing that and not feeling pressured to be a part of whatever it was that we were doing. Which was fucking hot. And But even knowing that they were watching was really fucking hot. That was. They were really new, right? Like they were really new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's how you met them. So that's how we met them. And then we have talked a little bit back and forth over over a long period of time. And then they reached out and wanted to get together. And Mm -hmm. so we said, heck yeah, let's get together. So we we got together for dinner Mm -hmm. and we were having a great time. And the evening sort of started to, you know, the, well, the restaurant was about to close. Yeah. <laughs> Closing they're, things down. They're like flashing the lights and they're starting to put the chairs on the tables and they're like, you need to get out. Yeah. So I used my words. <laughs> Always Me, good. Always I a good did start. It. And I said, you know, I get that they're, you know, the evening's kind of rolling to an end here at the restaurant, but do you guys have to go right back home? Maybe we'd like to extend the evening somewhere else. Nice. Yeah. Good segue. They could have said, you know, oh, we're tired. We need to get home. Mm-hmm. But they did not. They said, yeah, that would be great. I think we should definitely take this a little further and, and get together somewhere else. So um, it did not take long. I think Mr. Cat just said booked. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that. <laughs> right? He was like already working at, on it as I was saying the words. Yeah. So we went to a little local hotel, like one of those little mini suites. Mm-hmm. And this is the funny part. So <laughs> we didn't know what was going to happen here. We weren't sure if they just wanted to get together for dinner or what. They were super new. We didn't want to push anything. But of course, we had cocktails. And I mean, Mr. Cat even packed ice. Oh, in okay. a baggie. <laughs> Very prepared. <laughs> so good. So we had cocktails in the room and we had a playlist going, which is our is going to be our new Hot Wives playlist. Yeah. Which was really cool on Spotify. We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, the evening got rolling with some cocktails and mm-hmm. we were talking and talking about just the the sexy night that we had all had together. That's mm-hmm. a great place to start. Yeah. And it was interesting because they talked about being a soft swap couple. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how on many of the sites, they noticed a lot of the profiles say, if you're not a full swap, don't even bother. Yeah. You know, a lot of contracting draw that, us. Draw that line. Yeah. And I kind of get that, but I'm so glad that we don't, we take- don't really care. Yeah. Because I see the sexiness in the foreplay. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's really hot. Knowing that I'm going to finish with Mr. Cat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? We're gonna we're gonna have sex, yeah, penetrative sex together. P-I-V. P-I-V. Um, but just the just being with them and just that hot play, that foreplay, mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going any further than that is really a tease. Yeah. Such a tease. I totally agree with you right? on that. I to- because, well, I mean, to be honest, the first time you're with a new couple, mm-hmm. it tends to be a little bit fumbly. No matter how right. great they are, no matter how great you are, you just don't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. So to kind of keep that soft swap boundary and then switch back to 
your partner, it's like coming home. Right? I loved it. <laughs> and you, you can, you get turned on mm-hmm. by having all of these sexy experiences with someone new. And then, you know, you're going to kind of get to the finish line with your, with your guy. I like it. I like that dynamic a lot. I actually, I like it a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> that, I, I kind of, you know, I remember when we first were with you guys mm-hmm. and you were soft swap. That's right. And I was like, I like that. I think that we should change and just be soft swap from now on. And Mr. Cat was like, okay, you know, yeah. because it was so hot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this night was equally hot. I mean, she's as cute as can be. She's yeah. beautiful. And she's really into the girl, girl thing. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Which makes that exciting for me because mm-hmm. I'm only into the girl, girl thing if it's Something that 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 they really she's really want. into. Right. That makes sense. So that was a lot of fun, and we did pull out the magic Y toy. Oh yeah, we brought it with us. Very bold <laughs> for the newbie couple, but a toy they, is fun. A toy it's is fun. Introduced she play loved it. into your play. Did she like it? She loved it. Yeah. So we played with that a little bit, and then um, we sort of paired off, and I was with him, and Mister Cat was with her mm-hmm. and he has a really nice cock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it kind of curves to the t- it curves upward and I like a curvy cock like a curvy I do there's got to be a limit Something to that a little different. right oh like, yeah it, of course it can't be it a nice. corkscrew I mean it's nice <laughs> but you like that it lists I to did. starboard I did okay he was very talented with his hands and his tongue and I I came once when he was down on me nice yeah, it was really, it was really a great evening. And I gave him a blowjob, which was really fun. I did not finish him off mm, okay. because we yeah. were going to sort of go back to our perspective mm-hmm. partners, but it was sexy. It was hot. And there was a lot of buildup, mm-hmm. which I find really fun and exciting. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like a really hot night. It was really fun. And I think we'll definitely get together again soon. Nice. Whew. Yeah, it's nice. You know, we're past the holidays now. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of Mm -hmm. of the world getting more back to normal. It's nice to like meet some new couples and have some new play experiences. I'm so glad you had that. It was really fun. And they are a very sexy couple. They are super sexy. Mm. How about you, Ams? I know you had a really... You have a really, really hot tail this time, which I just want to say is why I wanted to go first. Because <laughs> I cannot follow this hot tail. I don't know what you're about to say, but I know the, I know a little bit. We had our first unicorn oh. experience and having a unicorn threesome is like, it's a big fucking deal in mm-hmm. a swinger girl's life, right? It's like a bar mitzvah, a bat mitzvah, or like a quinceanera, right? It is like... <laughs> you said that so well. <laughs> quinceanera. Uh, it is this, like, you almost aren't really a swinger until you've had that unicorn experience. So I'm, I'm a full grown-up swinger now. Mm-hmm. I think that means that I'm going to have to find a unicorn. A unicorn. Wait, yeah. would you just share your unicorn with me? I don't know. (laughs) It's her call. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's her choice. Of course. But um, it wasn't something that Mr. Ams and I were seeking out, um, in part 
Because like the whole threesome dynamic is kind of a new thing for us. For a lot of people, that's where they start. Mm, But we did not start there. We started with couples and there's all this like mythology around unicorn hunting. And it just seemed like so much fucking work when you don't get a cock out at the end of it, right? Like it just, I, I was too exhausted to even think about it. But this particular unicorn had reached out to us and said, you guys look like a nice couple. This is what I'm looking for. And uh, essentially she is, she is a single woman who basically said, I don't like the person I am in a relationship, Hmm. but I like sex. So I go on these sexual experiences with other couples because I know the guy isn't going to get emotionally tied to me. There's no Mm -hmm. weirdness. It's really important to me that I have a, like a rapport with the other woman, but I'm not interested in any sort of girl on girl play. So it's a really unusual dynamic. Hmm. Most unicorns, what they're hoping to do is explore more like their bisexual interests, Mm -hmm. but she has no interest in that, um, which was fine. Like that is a, a not a requirement for me at all. And I'm totally happy to maintain that boundary. So we were a good fit for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had met her a few months ago just for drinks and really hit it off. She's just like a really cool lady, but it was hard to get her calendars synced up. Mm-hmm. So finally, finally, we got a date on the calendar for this weekend. <laughs> And what I discovered right off the bat, before she even walked in the door, unicorns are magical. Because all of a sudden, Mr. Ams learned how to cook no. and clean. And he, <laughs> he made the bed. And he didn't just like throw the blankets on the bed and throw the pillows on the bed. He used the decorative throw pillows. No. And, <laughs> and they were plumped. And his like typical idea of cooking is I'm going to put a pork butt on the grill and that's dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what are you going to serve with the pork butt? Nothing. It's pork, it's right? Pork butts. What no. else do you need? Do you know what he cooked for dinner? Mm-hmm. Brie en croute. No. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy chipino and tres leches cake. Like uh, uh, five uh, fucking star, you know, three star Michelin type meal mm-hmm. from a guy who doesn't know how to make a pizza, hmm. right? Right. She's magical. That made me feel great. Like even before <laughs> she walked in the door, I'm like, oh, there's a great meal. The house is clean. Like that's a great way to mm-hmm. start any play experience. Uh, and we had to get rid of our kids because we decided to host in the house and uh, because this is like such a momentous day in every swinger's life, we were like, we, we handed our kids to our swinger friends who were like, go, be yes, free. This absolutely. is amazing. Tell us all about it. They were so enthusiastic. So she gets to the house. We have this amazing meal. We are drinking a wonderful wine and getting a little tipsy. And then we show her the playroom, mm. right? Not to play in the playroom, but just to to, you know, look around to see um, all of these cool sort of like kink implements. And we're kind of walking through that. That's great foreplay. What right? does she think of all that? 
She I, she was, was she immediately intrigued. scared. Yeah, she ran away Ooh. screaming. No, she was intrigued. I mean, she said at one point, "I'm not going to just know. I'm not going to initiate anything. Like you hmm. have to initiate everything." And I was like, "Okay, huh? It's a little bit challenging to like make sure you've got all the consent in place." But she's basically, I took that to mean she was giving general consent to what was happening and she wasn't going to kind of well she could say no at any moment sure right yeah I mean it all felt really comfortable Mm -hmm. and the other thing she said was you know I want to make sure you ams are in the room right it would make me uncomfortable if you were to just disappear Mm -hmm. yeah so I'm like cool those those are the boundaries and we'll go from there um and so you know we, we showed her around the house we showed her the playroom and finally Mr. Ams gives her like a deep kiss mm. and you could, t- she just relaxed, right? The minute it was like, oh, okay, we're past the transition. I can now relax and have fun. So he was kissing her for a while and he started to kind of slowly take her clothes off. And honestly, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what am I what doing? What are you supposed what to do? What am I supposed to be doing? Cause she, you know, I, I didn't want to touch her. The girl, she girl didn't want to, you know, be touched. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I watched for a while. I kind of kissed Mr. Ams a little bit for a while, but I was really trying not to cross that boundary. So I let the two of them play a little bit while I watched. Um, and at one point, she was going down on him. He was laying down on the bed mm. and she was going down on him. And he looked at me and he said, sit on my face. Oh, I said, okay, yeah, there you that's go. good. Something We're for kind you of, to do. Yeah, that's right. Like, finally. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Something for me to do. So I sat on his face, and she was giving him a blowjob. It was one of his favorite positions of all time. <laughs> and in fact, that, that kind of broke the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the double oral sex is a good icebreaker. And mm-hmm. um, so we did that for a while, and I'm really grinding into him. I don't know what she's doing because I'm facing the other way, but he seems to be having a really good <laughs> time with that. Um, and at one point she is, what is she doing? She's, I'm going to have to cut some of this out because I can't remember what position we were in, but she wanted me to get on her back. On her what back? What was she doing? Like ride her like an actual unicorn? Ooh. <laughs> Were you supposed to get on her back and right? What was she doing with Mr. Ams? It's all a blur. <laughs> she, yeah, she did. Uh, she, she, but she initiated it, right? right? She was like, she said, get on my back. Kind of get on And my ride back. me like the mystical unicorn that I am. And we are going to fly. <laughs> We're flying to Narnia. Where did... <laughs> But wow. she, she kind of had to, yeah, she was magical. She what is can magical. I say? But she, uh, she, I think she must have been giving him a blowjob on her hands and knees and she wanted me to get on her back and kiss him. I think that was the position we were in. I am picturing that in my head. It yeah, works. It worked. It, it worked. worked. She, I mean, she, but she was definitely saying, you know, so get on top of me. Get on my back. Yeah. I'm a unicorn. Yeah. Oh, and, um, at, you know, at one point, I was having sex with Mr. Ams. We kind of got that going and she sat on his face. So there was a little bit of the back and forth there. But ultimately, they ended up 
playing together. And I kind of switched into the cheerleader mode, like the, the mama bear mode. <laughs> go, right? go, go, go. Yeah. I was like, does anybody need some water? I, I don't want to be presumptive, but does anybody need a condom? Like, and, and she's like, yes, I need one right now. So I kind of took the condom out of the drawer and tore it open with my teeth and handed it That's to Mr. Sexy. Ams. And, and, you know, so they had sex for a, a while. Uh-huh. And, I, and what did you do while they were having sex? Well, were you bringing I, drinks? Were you, <laughs> I'm imagining you like at the sidelines of a football game, squirting the water into their, pretty into much, their mouths. Pretty much. Oh, but it did. Okay. So there was like a fantastic crescendo at the end. So they were having sex in various positions, but um, wow. at near the end, she was on her hands and knees sort of doggy style. And he was behind her. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I get- Did you ride him on his back? (laughs) (laughs) But I get behind him and I'm kind of like stroking his back and kissing his neck. And then I start spanking him. Oh. He's like, I don't know what to do. My hands are free. I'm just going to give him a little spank. And so he did. He loved that. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm kind of rubbing his ass and spanking his ass and, you know, kind of reaching underneath and playing with his balls a little bit. And he just, he was done, right? Like, (laughs) she shot across the rim, essentially. (laughs) But that was good. It was a great experience. And then, you know, we have our little. She shot across the room. Flew right across the room. Don't break the unicorn. (laughs) Rule number one: Don't don't break break the unicorn. Um, so, you know, we're, we're wrapping things up. It was such a great night and, um, she gets dressed to leave and we find out she left in my underwear, hmm. yeah, put on my underwear, walked out the door. So like, you know, she's a little discombobulated <laughs> at the end. And then that's hilarious. It, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so the next day she brought me back my underwear in a little cute little gift bag, like wrapped in tissue paper, which <laughs> it was very sweet. It's very considerate. So that was my unicorn experience. It was magical. Sounds sounds magical. And <laughs> <laughs> also kind of funny. I, it makes me think of when you when they accuse you of leaving your earrings because you want to come back. Did she leave her underwear? She, she left did her left, underwear. She did leave her so underwear. So she had to come back. She did have to come back. To she bring did you have your to come panties. back. And we hung out a little bit the next That's day cool. and chatted. It was all very vanilla. But okay. yeah, she, she <laughs> left with my underwear. <laughs> and I really liked those underwear. That so had I'm, to be an awkward text for her to send later. A little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, but. I'm I so sorry. I left in your underwear. <laughs> well, I mean, luckily, I think it was a good experience for everybody. Because yeah. could you imagine, right? You have a really lousy experience and you've gone home with someone's really nice underwear. You have to mail them. I guess that's right. That's what I would do. Does that violate any federal laws no. if you mail underwear? No. <laughs> Victoria's Secret does it all the time. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> In any event, that was my hot That's pretty hot. Am's first unicorn experience. Yay! Yeah. I think that means I'm next. You've said your hot tail. No, I mean for unicorn oh, experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, if there is like cosmic karma balance, then yes, you are next to have a unicorn experience. You go get, you get it, girl. You go get some. Mm. (laughs) You set your hot tail, bitch. Shot her across the room. Don't break her. 
dressed She's, up as one to play with your unicorn. She was a little at some point. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. That was fucking oh God, crazy. That was fun. So when we come back, we are going to talk all about erotica. And we're back. Tonight, we're talking about erotica. I love erotica. Mm-hmm. So erotica takes me back to the to the beginning of my journey into opening up myself sexually. I mean, my, my husband sent me all of those super amazing, hot erotic stories in the beginning of sort of our marriage even. I mean, in the very beginning, yeah. we, we read... We started reading erotica before, before lifestyle was even a thought. Yeah. He would read it to me in bed. We had a book, um, My Secret Garden, hmm. and it had nothing to do with lifestyle. It was all just these super sexy short stories, and he would read them to me in bed. And I, I, I could have read them myself, but it was sort of a fun activity that we did together. And he's got this deep, sexy voice. So hearing him read these stories, I would just close my eyes and snuggle up to him and he would read these stories. And it really helped me to sort of get in the mindset of, of feeling relaxed and and more sexual. And as we started to open up our marriage, he started sending me more and more salacious hot, hotter stories, hotter and hotter stories. And what I loved about that time was that the stories sort of revealed to me what he was interested in yeah, and helped me to explore what I was interested in. I remember in our first episode, mm-hmm. right? Episode you were talking one, about, all about how that. Mr. Cat sent you a story that was the first time you kind of really mm-hmm. explored the idea of of a husband watching his wife have sex with someone else. Mm -hmm. Was there any other story kind of early on in this process that was exploring a fantasy that you hadn't really thought about? Well, I mean, all of the stories that he sent were, were starting to push that envelope, right? Mm -hmm. So there were stories about the husband who was traveling and when he was gone, what was the wife up to? And, Mm. and there were stories about, um, being on an airplane and, uh, you know, the joining the mile high club yeah, and yeah. figuring out how to, how to go to the bathroom without anybody knowing what you were doing. There was also a story I remember, I kind of vaguely remember about a football game uh-huh. and you got, it's cold. And so you've got all these blankets and she's sitting on his lap and riding his cock. And I thought that was amazing. And if I could have made that happen, I totally would have. But this had nothing to do with, you know, lifestyle. This was early on. Yeah. Well, that's that's more like sex in public places. So that's Mm -hmm. cool, right? Because you were able to explore the idea of sex in public places Mm -hmm. in a totally safe way. Which is what is amazing to me about erotica. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you can explore in a very safe way all the different fantasies and different ideas that you might have. And you can explore things you didn't even know that you thought, you know, that 
that you would find sexy. You don't know what you don't know. And when you just hit like, for instance, my favorite site, I think I've talked about it before, was X Confessions. This is a site put together by a woman named Erica Lust. Mm -hmm. She's also a female porn producer. Mm -hmm. Um, But these stories were sort of how we got started with all of this. And it's just a simple way you can put in whatever it is that you might be interested in. You can put in public sex or you can put in bisexuality or you can put in girl, girl play, or you can put in public sex and you're going to find a bunch of stories. And these are stories that are sent in by people who have actually experienced these things. They write them themselves. And so they're short stories and it's a great way to figure out what it is you might be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause (laughs) female sexuality is so fucking complicated. And let me rephrase that. Female sexuality is so fucking interesting, Mm -hmm. right? The stuff that turns us on is really varied. And the erotica out there, I mean, as you know, I'm doing some research and stuff Mm -hmm. for this episode and looking, if you are into tentacle porn, right? You can go, like, you don't have to fuck a squid. You can just read some some erotica about right? tentacle porn or alien, you know, sci-fi. I was just going to say, they, they have things you haven't even thought of. Yeah. You know, anime. Yeah, sure. Uh, cosplay, that yeah. kind of, but like you can, in a totally safe environment, you can test out. So, so like one of the things I find kind of interesting is like, breath play stuff, Mm -hmm. which really fucking scary in real life. Mm -hmm. Not something that I would do with anybody other than Mr. Ams. Right. But you can explore what that looks like and what that would feel like for the person who's experiencing it in a book. And the stories are so descriptive. Yeah. You know, they're they're so good Mm -hmm. with their words, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's actually even helped me to develop my own vocabulary when it comes to talking to Mr. Cat about mm-hmm. those sexy things that I want. If I'm hearing it and I'm listening to it in erotica or I'm reading about it, yeah. it makes it easier for me to say it. It makes yeah. it easier for me to ask for it. But I find that erotica is, I mean, you don't even have to think that you might do those things. Yeah. You can just read about it and... It never has to leave your head. You never have to actually do it, which is so cool. Yeah. But you bring up another really good point, which is if you're having trouble finding Mm -hmm. the words to say to your partner, hey, I really want to play around with this, you can share a story with them and say, this really turns me on. How Mm -hmm. do we kind of introduce this concept into our bedroom? Well, when we decided to do this as a subject, I started looking into more BDSM. Yeah, sure. Right? Because this is something that I haven't done and I know you have. Mm -hmm. And the more we talk about it, the more excited I get about it. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what better way for me to explore that but through erotica? So I have been... I been reading and listening to, because you can do Audible mm-hmm. on yep. Amazon, which is amazing. I'm listening to it in my car even, but I'm exploring more of these things that I don't really have experience with. Yeah, And I found myself the other night just whispering 
to Mr. Cat, like, okay, I want you to tie me up mm-hmm. and then I want you to do this and I want you to do that. And I, I, it was easy yeah. for me to say the words because I've been listening to them and I've been t- reading them yeah. for the last two, two and a half weeks yeah, while yeah, we've yeah. been researching this. And I have to say that I, I did find um, one particular author that I've, that I really like. Oh, tell. Well, her name is Maggie Carpenter. And mm-hmm. her latest book is I Am a Dominant. And she uh, she has the input of James Collier. Okay. And it's read by this guy with this nice British-ish British, accent. British-ish It's not super heavy. It's just right. And yeah. he's, he's really good. But I love this because as I'm listening to it, what struck me in particular about the one, the first story mm-hmm. in the book is that he's talking about himself being a little ambivalent about what he's doing and he, not mm. wanting to hurt her, but wanting to push the boundaries and, and just the whole sort of back and forth, like in your mind, at least in my mind, I think of a dominant as being like, oh, it's dominant. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like that. In the book, it talks about him struggling a little bit with being dominant but not wanting to hurt her and wanting to yeah. be respectful of her feelings. And I thought it was really cool. Nice. But all of this BDSM erotica mm-hmm. has helped me sort of form what I want. What do I want to do? Yeah. What do I want to explore? Mm-hmm. What do I not want to do? What doesn't turn me on? Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a it's low investment, right? Yes. You can find stories anywhere. There are amazing erotica Mm -hmm. authors that are self-publishing now, right? Because it's, you know, so anything that you want to explore in any format, audio, um, written page, digital books, it is all out there. And any genre that you are interested in exploring, you Mm -hmm. can find very easily. What a great way to Test the waters on things you might be interested in. Well, and it's a secondary effect was not so specific, but just that I was highly sexualized for the last like two and a half weeks, seriously waking up Mr. Cat at 530 in the morning. (laughs) And I literally, I couldn't sleep and I was, I was awake and I was looking at the clock and going, okay, what is a reasonable time for me to wake (laughs) him up? Because I just... I wanted him. I felt turned on. I wanted to have sex. And so I finally, I woke him up at like 530 in the morning. And I just, (laughs) I snuggled up close to him and just reached my arm right around and just touched his cock. And of Mm -hmm. course he was already hard. (laughs) Which is so nice. I know. I know. A little morning wood. It's a morning thing. It's fine. It's nice when you snuggle up to your man Mm -hmm. in the early hours and he has a little morning wood. Yeah. And I helped put that to use. Good. But I found like very efficient. All of this, like reading and listening and all of this just made me feel more turned on. Yeah. 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 That's such a good point because I think we as women don't always give ourselves permission to take the time to get turned on. You know, Mm -hmm. we kind of look at our sexuality as like men's sexuality light. And if we're not immediately turned on by our, you know, then that's fine. We're just going to have sex even though we're not turned on. But if you take the time to really kind of rev your engines Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, erotica is a great way to switch gears and, and embrace 
you know, a sexy mindset mm-hmm. that maybe is hard to find if you've had a long day and the kids are being little schmucks. Like it's <laughs> nice to um, really dive into someone else's fantasy mm-hmm. world for a while as a way to switch gears. And it really created some fun back and forth mm-hmm. between Mr. Cat and myself. He was sending me things. He sent me this really hot doctor porn. Yeah. Not porn. Doctor story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important in my mind, though. Sure. Because that's that's the thing about erotica. When you're reading it. You can cast whoever you want in those roles. Yes, exactly. So the the guy is exactly who I want him to be. Sure. Sure. And um, so that was really hot. And I think we might be like setting up some kind of role play soon. Yeah, Uh I know. (laughs) I'm really excited about that. So, yeah. So there are so many aspects to erotica that I think feed into everything else. Yeah. Sex, everything else sexual. Yeah. And I I remember early in the the dark, dark days of changing diapers Mm -hmm. and, you know, being being a working mom with young kids who Mm -hmm. are hanging on you all day. Sometimes the only way that I could get in the mood for sex at all was, you know, shut the bathroom door, draw a hot bubble bath, and read a book of erotica in the bath for like Mm -hmm. a solid hour. Nobody, like, leave me the fuck alone. Nobody ask anything from me. I'm just going to hide in this little world so that I can start thinking about Sex, it's not always on our minds. So erotica can be a great way to kind of bring it to the front of your mind or to just change. And I always found when I wanted to do something like that, I could just say to Mr. Cat, like, I need some time to do this. Mm -hmm. And he would be like... Okay, what do I need to do? I will make oh, that happen. You want me to bathe the children? You want me to change all the diapers? You want me yeah. to put them in? Oh, I can do all that. Yep, yep. You go. Yeah. You go take your bath and yeah. read, read your erotica. I'm yeah. totally into that. Well, and if you find like it's hard to get the energy or hard to kind of get into a sexy mindset, some of it is on you, ladies, right? To figure out what is we it have you to make need. an effort. What is it you need to, um, turn off the brakes, right? To, to identify the things that are stressing you out, that are causing you anxiety. And what do you need to kind of stoke those fires? And if you tell your guy, this is what I need, he'll be fucking thrilled. Yep. Right. He wants you to want to have sex with him. He'll do dishes. He'll do laundry. He'll Mm -hmm. change diapers. He'll bathe children. Yeah. Whatever he needs to do. Yeah. But he's just guessing, right? (laughs) Like he can't just randomly guess at the dark. But if we tell them like specifically what we want and what we need, they are dying to give it to us. Yeah, I think that's right. So I know that you had some fun with erotica this week. And I, I, I dabbled into what you were, you were exploring, but tell us more about experiential Erotica. Erotica. Yes. So in researching all of the different types of like written and audio erotica out there, and there are so mm-hmm. many, I stumbled across a podcast that is focused on what's called experiential erotica, which is 
essentially like the sexy love child of audio erotica and guided meditation, Mm. which I'm a huge fan of. I, I believe in the power of guided meditation. So imagine taking the time to to lay down in your own bed in comfortable clothing or no clothing at all, right? Mm -hmm. Putting your headphones on and listening to a super sexy Aussie. I think he's an Aussie. Sounds like it. (laughs) You know, tell this story of erotica Mm -hmm. and it's very slow to build. So it's not quite... I'm putting, I'm touching your breasts. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kiss you now. Right. I'm going to move yeah. down to your breasts and I'm going to kiss your nipples. No, it's Not more, like it's more telling. <laughs> it is telling the story, but there's it built into these stories is a lot of um, acknowledging the sensory experiences that the, the mm-hmm. characters are having. Um, so I loved the pace of the stories. I, I listened to a story called Caught Red-Handed, and it was basically about a woman who'd had sort of a sexy experience with a cop who caught her shoplifting. So mm-hmm. she's trying to like recreate that experience, except some other guy catches her and he's like a fucking asshole. And then her like sexy cop comes in and rescues her. I'm like, yeah, all of this is fucking doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm laying in bed. I've got my headphones on and I'm really trying to notice where my body is responding to these things. Like I started to get a little tingly and, and my my breathing was starting to accelerate mm-hmm. and my heart rate was starting to accelerate. And um, I actually got a chance to talk with, with the, um, the host mm-hmm. of the, it's the podcast is called wild in bed and the host is Devlin wild. And I think he's actually going to be interviewing us for his yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get kind of a sense for what our experience was with mm-hmm. that super cool guy. Yeah. I love what he's doing because I think for so many of us, it's just hard to switch gears. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about it too is I I dove into that as yeah. well because you were so interested in it. Yeah. I wanted to see what it was about. And I loved that it was about 25 minutes. Yeah. It's a good I, length of time. I, I don't want to say like everything has to be short, but sometimes that's all the time you have. And But to lay there in bed and yeah. just listen to him through the headphones, mm-hmm. I could let everything melt away. I could totally relax. And he has sort of a cadence to his voice. Mm-hmm. The way that he tells the story just lulls you into that that sexy relaxation. I I loved it. Yeah. So he, he basically says it's almost semi-hypnosis. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure I got to that state, but mm-hmm. I could see where with a little bit of practice, you, you could. Like all things, you know, you get better at it with practice. So, um, you know, when I was speaking with him, he was saying that people actually will listen to the podcast and and will orgasm with the the characters like they're so uh you know tied into that experience they're so in touch with what's happening in that experience and what's happening with their body that they will actually orgasm that did not happen for me um i pulled out the hitachi wand <laughs> and uh and and i did sort of you know get to orgasm i had to start listening to another story but again i could see with practice um and and really kind of letting yourself get into a relaxed state very quickly where you could do that and i think it's something it's a tool that people could use to help 
you know, get into that mind state to really mm-hmm. embrace their sexuality. So I loved it. I think what he's doing is fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. And I'm not one who who does the meditation thing. Mm-hmm. And you said the other night we were talking about meditation in general, and you said that you think about a a brook in front of you, like water mm-hmm. going down the brook, and you you have the idea, and you put it on a leaf, and you let it float away on the brook. And I thought I've never. I never thought about that. That would yeah. be great. I thought I wasn't supposed to have all these ideas because for me, I, I I feel like I don't have the the patience for it, or yeah. the I, I, it's very hard for me to get out of my head. Yeah. So when you said that to me, like it's okay if you have a thought, yeah. you just have to have a way of sort of compartmentalizing it and Let tossing it, it aside, yeah. letting it go, and. That was actually really helpful because then when I listened to him mm. and I was trying to relax, I thought about that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't think about it in the middle, but I thought about it beforehand. I thought, okay, I'm going to do what Em said. I'm just going to, I'm going to try when I have those thoughts, I'm going to try to just like put them in a little ball and toss them aside. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever visualization works yeah. for you. But yeah, that's awesome. I love awesome. the babbling brook, but he yeah. was talking about sex. So I don't know. Where- yeah. <laughs> Well, sometimes it just makes you want to pee. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's other, you know, visualizations. You could imagine it, you know, floating up mm-hmm. into the sky. I or... was wadding it up into a ball and yeah. tossing it. Away. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's but awesome. It it helped me, and I was able to sort of start to relax more and more as I as I did that. So yeah. I think it's super cool. I'm definitely checking it out more. And he does, for those who are interested, he has a subscription-based website where you can access, um, you know, all of these stories and more without any, um, you know, like breaks or, you know, it is just the stories, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a good thing if you're really trying to relax and get into it, not to kind of be pulled out by any of the the little breaks or the introduction. So Mm -hmm. highly, highly recommend Okay, so I think that brings us to just the tips. Just the tips. Mm-hmm. So, Kat, what would be tip number one for someone who wants to check out erotica? So, I would say start small, right? Okay. Start with the short stories because that is the best way to me to sort of figure out what it is that you're interested in, mm-hmm. right? If before you invest in buying this whole book, book. <laughs> you know, you want to, you want to see if that's even a genre that you're interested in. Yeah. And if you go to a site similar to X confessions, you're going to find all kinds of different subject matter yeah. to dive into. And they're really, really short little stories. Yeah. But once you figure out the things that you like, I would dive in a little bigger, you know, a little deeper yeah. and find something a little longer because most of the time I have just read the short stories. They're great. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed the longer book, the the book that I, that I dove into by Maggie Carpenter. I thought it was really, it was great. It told the backstory and it showed his compassion for Mm -hmm. her and in the BDSM thing. So once you find something you're interested in, then, then go for it. Go for a full size. I, yeah. I like. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the the novels, but I do think that um, starting with a short story, it's a it's less of an investment. Maybe mm-hmm. you only have a half an hour before you know you're moving on to something else. So the the short stories are a great place to explore, and there are so many you know 
collections of short stories out there. And, you know, Violet Blue has a ton of cool, sexy um, collections. And I just read a good one called Dirty, All the Dirty Little Things. Mm. Um, that mm-hmm. was fun. It was all, you know, really BDSM and, and you know, submissive characters. If that is your thing, that's a great one to try. And then, um, I, yeah, I do love the longer stories as well. Um, so we'll, we'll post in our show notes a couple of different resources if there's something, you know, out there that you want to try. There's also uh, Jamie Bell. She is the right? author of All the Dirty Little Things. That's right. Yes, yes, which is great. That that was a really fun read. Um, very much about characters who mm-hmm. really want to explore their submissive mm-hmm. side. Um, okay, so tip number two, give yourself permission to explore uh, something that is just beyond your wildest fantasies. There is some crazy erotica out there, and maybe that's not what you're into, but you never know until you try. Like, you know, there is vampire erotica <laughs> and well there's twilight right like right. i got a little twing tingly reading twilight mm-hmm. uh, kind of yeah. turned me on yeah. a little bit um there's certainly you know bdsm out there but there is crazy sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. there is um you know all sorts of paranormal stuff give your you know give yourself permission to read stuff that you're like oh i can't possibly be interested in that and even if it's not anything you want to bring to the bedroom it might you know stimulate you mm-hmm. mentally right yep. Yep. the biggest sex organ in your body is your brain your brain so check it check out weird crazy shit if you don't like it don't read it again but you you might be surprised at the you kind of stuff know. you're into you don't know what you don't know yeah so what about tip number three? Uh, I would say share it with your partner. That's such a good idea. I, I, I It's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's really so easy. I mean, this is something Mr. Cat did a lot of. Yeah. And I would, I mean, it started a back and forth. Then I could send him something that I was really interested in. Yeah. And yeah. it gives them an idea of what you want. And it, and it starts conversations, which yeah. communication, it's, yeah. it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, it, it, it is a great way to help thing. communicate some of the things you like. It's also just a great way to keep things playful. Right. I love it. I love it. All right. So go off, read some fucking phenomenal erotica. Tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. We really want to know, like, what are some of your favorite stories? Because this is now going into, like, my normal routine. I'm, I'm going to incorporate more erotica into my life. Oh, yeah. Because it's just awesome and hot. Well, it seems like something that I kind of forgot about. Yeah. You know, like we did a lot of this in the beginning and then we got into other things. But this, doing this episode has brought me right back to all of that and realizing how incredibly charging, like sexually charging that is and how amazing it is to just the everyday. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go back to basics. For this episode's That's What She Said, we have a very special guest with us here today, erotica author Jamie Bell. Jamie recently published her debut book, All the Dirty Little Things. It is a collection of erotic short stories, and we are just so thrilled to be talking with Jamie today. Jamie, welcome. Welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled about this as well. So what first inspired you to write erotica? I think that the biggest push into erotica for me was when I decided to become a freelance writer. And one of my very first gigs was writing at Sophia Gray. If you don't know, they're a used underwear marketplace. Oh. And they have <laughs> used underwear. Okay. Yes. Did she say it's, used underwear? Uh-huh. I've, oh. I've heard that's a thing. Oh, okay. It's, it's a <laughs> very big that. thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. And they have an attached blog where um, I, as their lead writer, talk about kinks and fetishes and, you know, all the things that have been deemed taboo in the past. I kind of worked my way through them. Hmm. Very cool. And in what ways has erotica kind of empowered you or promoted your self-knowledge about sex or your sexuality in particular? I think that one of the biggest things that erotica has done for me is kind of open my eyes to the fact that I am a submissive woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I did not know about myself before I started writing it. Hmm. And, you know, as I was writing these submissive women, I just... I kind of realized that you can be independent and successful, but you can also enjoy being submissive and it can be empowering on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been kind of exploring submissiveness both with my partner and by myself. And it's been really incredible. I can so relate Relate, to that. (laughs) It's tough to want to be sort of thought of as a kick-ass, awesome feminist and also really enjoy just taking that on your knees, submissive role. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So when you write your stories, do you have a goal in mind? Um, Obviously, you know, we want to arouse the reader, but is there other goals that you have? Is there some takeaway that you want the reader to have? For me, I think it kind of circles back to one of the first posts that I ever wrote for Sophia Gray was on how Fifty Shades of Gray ruined BDSM. I think that I think that Fifty Shades of Grey did a great job in kind of bringing the BDSM community to the forefront. Lots of women were then embracing their kinkier sides and feeling comfortable talking about it. But this notion, there were so many things in Fifty Shades of Grey that kind of promoted unhealthy stereotypes mm-hmm. of what it means to be a BDSM couple. Like the so, reason was because he was damaged. Yes, exactly like that. (laughs) So one of my biggest goals in my writing is to kind of explore, you know, the fact that you can be a mentally well person and you can be a completely fine adjusted human being with a nine to five job. And you can also enjoy tying your partner up every other night. It's, you know, you can have both of those things and it doesn't have to mean that there's something that in you that is broken or damaged or, you know, something like that. So that's always kind of the goal that I go into writing about. I love that. Mm -hmm. Such a good point. So you are, you're open as an erotic writer. Was that a difficult thing for you? Did you um, find that you got any negative feedback or did, did that feel like a coming out for you? I know a lot of people in my situation who, you know, keep your identity secret for that very reason. You know, they, they don't feel as though their family will understand or, you know, other jobs might have a problem with it. I'm fortunate enough to be in a situation where my husband is aware of what I do. My family 
for the most part is aware of what I do. His family less so, but (laughs) um, one of my biggest goals as, you know, someone in the sexual space online is to just be as honest and relatable as possible. There have been times where it's been scary, but I think it's, it's also, if you're in a position that you can do that, I think that you should. Yeah. Yes. It's a challenge we face as well. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of another challenge, one of the things you've probably heard about erotic short stories in particular is sometimes they tend to get a little formulaic. So yes. how do you keep your stories interesting and unique? One of the biggest things I like to do, I did it in all the dirty little things, was If you've read the book, you will know that only one character in the entire book has a name because I really like the fact that the reader can kind of self-insert themselves into the story along with someone they would do the story with. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a writing challenge. And the only name that I had to use was in a threesome scene because there were two guys, <laughs> two guys. and I, I couldn't, I, guy couldn't, keep one, saying, guy yeah, I two. couldn't keep saying he all the time. I had to come up with a name. Um, but the other thing in the book that I'm currently writing is that I really explore um, the mental spaces that people go to when they experience dom and sub relationships. You know, these are, these are intense physical reactions that we have to certain stimuli, certain touches, certain voices, being called certain things. And so I kind of dive into what that feels like for each person in my stories. And I hope that that brings a little bit of something extra to the table. Wonderful. Uh, so for our listeners who are interested in learning more about you, where can they find you, Jamie? And where can they find your book? My book is available on Amazon and you can always find me on Twitter. I am on Twitter most of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You can find me at Jamie Bell underscore is my Twitter handle. Wonderful. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We loved your book and we cannot wait to see what you have in store for all of us next. Thanks so much for having me. This has been really wonderful. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. I totally want to fucking do that. <laughs> I had no idea this was a thing for you. Oh my god, yes. Well, oh. think about it. It plays into someone in a position of authority mm-hmm. and a fucking doctor and i don't care who you are every jewish girl wants to be fucked by a doctor every (laughs) single one let's be honest every girl wants every girl wants to be fucked by a doctor Mm -hmm. now i don't know how